The majority of ills that we are facing in society are caused by the dollar, by the pound, by the banking system, by paper money, and also by cryptocurrency as well. These things are violating us, but we are attached to our abuser, just like Stockholm Syndrome. Now that we have a looming banking crisis and probably an all-out economic collapse, you would think that gold and silver as an investment and as a form of wealth preservation would be far more popular, but they're not. And I think I know why. So before I explain what my thoughts are on all of this, I want to first give you some background and give you some history, some context on the whole thing. So I've been into gold and silver as a form of wealth preservation and as an investment now for maybe around about 12 to 13 years. And over the last five or six years, I've been into gold and silver more as a form of currency. So what I mean by that is that we should be using gold and silver to buy goods and services. So actually paying for goods and services using gold and silver coins or using a mechanism that is backed completely and wholly with gold or with silver. When I try and have this conversation with other people, whether it's been online or whether it's been offline, I have found something really bizarre that has taken place when I've tried doing this. The more rational an argument I have presented for gold and silver as a form of currency, the more irrational a counter argument I have gotten back against gold and silver as a currency. This has been the most bizarre, frustrating thing that I've experienced regards this conversation over the last several years, and it has increased more over the last few years. It's not that I can't provide a counter argument to that. It's not that I can't provide a rebuttal to that. It's not that objectively I can't prove that gold and silver is the answer. It's that I'm so dumbfounded by the counter argument, the irrationality of it, that I'm just left speechless. But I have been racking my brain over why this keeps happening. Why do I keep getting these irrational counter arguments? Because the reality is, if you're open-minded enough, if you're determined enough, if you are sincere enough, you don't need an economics degree. You don't need to be a mathematical whiz. You don't need to have a PhD in economics or mathematics or geopolitics or precious metals or any of these kind of things you will come to the conclusion that the solution to the majority of the economic ills that we are facing, these problems that we're having, and the secondary societal effects, the societal ills that we are facing, can be solved with gold and silver. There's no way that you can't come to that conclusion objectively. Now, there's no point me actually proving that right now. There are plenty of other people out there that have already had this conversation, that have already proven it. They've proven how much this banking system and this fiat currency system, including crypto, is abusing us and hurting us. And they've proven why gold and silver is the answer, both non-Muslims and Muslims. There are even part of our ulama that have proven gold and silver is the answer with proof from the Sunnah, from the Hadith, from the Quran. They've given their Islamic proof for it that we need to go back to uh, gold and silver. And they've actually proven why the economic system that we are living in right now, this riba that we are dealing with, why this is actually abusing and hurting us and why we need to step away from it. The proof is already out there. The Islam that they are putting in article number one is already conditioned by these other three elements that they say. And you have to leave, you have Islam, yes, but you have to live within the bars, the prison of what capitalism has to offer you. Mm -hmm. Now, inside this structure, 
you cannot Islamize a portion of it. You cannot have Islamic banking. It's like you have a soup of pork and then you are concerned about what are the, the toppings, whether you put cheese or you put uh, bacon. Mm -hmm. It's already haram, the system. Mm -hmm. So Riva understood only as a contract is already misleading mm -hmm. because today Riva has become a system, a legal system, a political system, a social system and economic system. So you have to see it as a whole. But despite all of that, despite bringing those facts to the fore, despite bringing those facts to the table, it's still met with objections. So the question is, why is that happening? And my personal opinion is that this is happening for two very distinct and specific reasons. Number one is Stockholm Syndrome. I believe that what is going on, the reason why people are objecting to gold and silver as a currency is because we are Stockholm syndromed by the US dollar, by the current banking system. And to have to digest the idea that it's about to collapse and it's about to leave us, or to have to digest the idea that we need to move away from it, is like having to face the idea of the death of a parent. It's that bad because this is all we've known for the last hundred years. All we've known is the dollar and the pound and the euro, a paper money system and an electronic money system and a banking system. We don't know any other world. And it is too scary to have to think about something that is completely different to what we've always known. You know, where Stockholm syndrome is concerned, you do develop an attachment to your abuser. And that is the reality of the situation. We are actually being abused by the dollar. If you look into this hard enough, and long enough, you will see that the majority of ills that we are facing in society, not just economically, but sociologically and psychologically, the majority of those are caused by the present economic system, by the dollar, by the pound, by the banking system, by paper money, and also by cryptocurrency as well. These things are violating us, but we are attached to our abuser, just like Stockholm Syndrome. And that's not an easy one to deal with. And so what happens is even the person that is held hostage by their abuser, they will justify their abuser. They will defend their abuser because they're so attached. They can't let go of the idea of having to detach from the very entity or the very person that is abusing them. So I think a large part of why I've had to deal with this absurd irrationality and all of these objections, number one is Stockholm syndrome. But number two, that I also believe, and this is my personal opinion, but this is really what I've been observing, is it's just not fashionable, okay? Now, let me give you some other examples of change in culture, change in popular culture, and change in fashion has affected other things. When I was around 13 or 14, my father took us on holiday to Portugal. We, we actually had a really good time, but when we got back, my dad faced nothing but criticism, especially from the Muslim community. Brother, how can you go to a non-Muslim country? The food there isn't halal. Brother, holidays is not something that we do. It's too much dunya, right? Nothing but objections. Oh, holidays are something the white man does. Um, holidays is not something that Muslims do. You know, if you want to travel abroad, go and see your family in Pakistan or go, go on Hajj or uh, go and do Umrah, or go and visit Palestine, or these kind of countries. But holiday wasn't a done thing. Now those very people that were criticizing my father, now their children and their children's children are going on holiday multiple times a year. And not only that, but they're posting about it on Instagram.
So what's changed from that to now is just fashion. Now that the influencers are going on holiday, now that everybody's going on holiday, all of a sudden the same people that were objecting to holidays and to vacations that were rationalizing not going on a holiday are the same people that you will now find actually rationalizing going on holiday. So this idea that they don't have halal food in Portugal isn't a problem anymore, right? We'll just eat vegetarian food, just eat tuna or just eat fish. Um, and, you know, it's it's good to travel. So now they have uh, reasons for traveling. You know, it's you, know, you should go and travel the land. You should learn other cultures. Um, there's probably good in it. Oh, I'm working so hard. I need a rest, all this kind of stuff. So the fashion has changed. And now all of a sudden it's okay to do. And I can give you another example, which is with the beard. So if you look in the 80s and the 90s, the majority of men in the UK, at least, were clean shaven. And if you said to anybody, you know, having a beard is sunnah, you should keep a beard, you'd get all manner of objections. You know, oh, they will judge me at work. And, you know, I know it's sunnah, but, you know, I just don't feel clean when I have a beard. And a whole host of objections. I can't even think of what the objections were anymore. But there was all manner of objections. And anybody that did have a beard was very heavily judged, right? People kept away from that person because he looked like a fundamentalist. He looked like a terrorist. And they just stayed away from them. But now, as soon as the lumberjack look took off around about 2010, all of a sudden, the same people that were against having a beard, now they have beards. And even non-religious people now have beards. But now they justify it. So before they were against it, even though it was sunnah, now they're for it, but they will justify it with the sunnah. Well, having a beard is sunnah. So of course, why wouldn't I have a beard? But the reality is the lumberjack look is now fashionable. And that's why we now see more men that have beards. And that's all it is. And I honestly think that the other large part of why gold and silver is not popular as a currency is just because it's not fashionable. What is fashionable at the moment is everything but gold and silver. So cryptocurrency, meme coins, the stock market, real estate, everything else is popular right now as an investment. But gold and silver isn't popular, despite the fact that there has been more gold and silver that has been purchased by central banks around the world in the last two years. There are more nation states buying gold right now than probably any time in history. But it's because the Kim Kardashians and the Tom Cruises and the Will Smiths and the Shah Rukh Khans and the Priyanka Chopras, they're not talking about buying gold. And so it's not fashionable right now. But the minute it becomes fashionable, then all that irrationality and all that absurdity will just go out of the window and everybody will act like, I was always into gold and silver. Of course, this is the answer. That's all it is. So, you know, all these other uh, genuine objections that people have about that there's a limited amount of gold in the world, there's a limited amount of silver in the world, or that if you want to send a payment to the other side of the world, you can't do it with a gold coin or with a silver coin. All of those problems, all of those objections, they have solutions. So that's not the issue. When we get over the Stockholm syndrome, either by force, because we don't have any choice because that system has collapsed, or we find in ourselves our own way of getting over it. And then when that fashion changes and gold and silver becomes popular, those objections and that irrationality disappears and it happens overnight. That's why I really feel that the more important conversation to have uh, where gold and silver as a form of currency is this conversation about the Stockholm syndrome and about it not being that fashionable. Because as I keep saying, if you were really open-minded about it and really sincere about it, and without needing an economics degree or without needing a PhD or being a mathematical whiz, 
you would draw the same conclusion that if we want to beat the majority of economic ills in this society right now, we need to go back to gold and silver as a form of currency. There's no other way out. Believe me. If you have any questions about the content or the subject matter, the things that I've discussed in this video, then please sign up to my Discord. The link is in the description below. It's a small app that you can use, very similar to how chat groups used to work before. You can be anywhere in the world and sign up for it. All you have to do is, is sign up via Patreon, which will then give you access to the Discord app. It is a like-minded community of other people that are talking about the same things but we can just speak openly to each other. You might have some questions of your own or you might have some insight of your own. Come and talk to me, come and talk to others. We can share ideas with each other and we, and we can grow as a community.